Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Well, Richard. Yes, good Sam. To, good to see you again. <laughs> well, good to see you. Our uh, our listeners can't see this, but we've rearranged where we do the podcast. So yeah. our, our table is facing a different direction. We've added a few. We won't say we're features. leaning a little more to the right or the left now. No, no, it's still. We'll leave it up to the listeners. Still straight down the middle as always. <laughs> uh, so what are we what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the problem of evil uh, and uh, or leadership and spiritual warfare. Hmm. Well, that that's uh, sounds like a very interesting topic. Um, you mentioned evil. Uh, are you saying there's a difference when a leader is dealing with uh, everyday problems, just regular issues and crises, and actual evil? And if so, what's how yeah, would you say there's a difference? I, you know, Sam, I think there is a difference. Uh, leaders, of course their job is to solve problems. And so not every problem is evil. It's just a problem. That's what leaders do when you work with people and organizations, difficulties arise, challenges come up and, and you overcome them. And that's just part of leading. It's nothing moral or bad. It's just, uh, things that just need to get worked out. But there is also a reality in our world that is just evil. It's destructive. It's mm. uh, intrusive. Uh, it can creep in uh, and re- wreak havoc on people and organizations. And and I think we've seen some of this just even as we watch the news and see these horrific shootings that take place mm. where people come in and are so filled with hatred and anger that they're just gunning down completely innocent people in a, in a store or in a church or a, a bar or wherever and uh, just killing innocent people because they're so filled with rage and anger and you look at that and you just say that's not that's not normal yeah that's not what a, a normal human behavior there's something that has taken over that person there's something that has so deceived that person and so filled that person with evil thoughts that they're doing the unimaginable and there are times when you look at something like that and you just say how, how would a human being do that like how could you walk into a store and just start shooting innocent people that are just stopping by to pick up a few groceries and yeah. you're you're taking their life and uh, showing no mercy. What is it that drives people to do such horrific things? And of course, not all evil leads to murder. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, though, I've led long enough and I've seen enough that you see certain things and say, what on earth was that person thinking? It, it might be a very very gifted staff person that shows huge potential to become a vice president or maybe become the CEO at one point, uh, maybe an up and coming associate pastor that is beloved and, uh, and having a great ministry. And then, then all of a sudden it comes out that, uh, they have all kinds of immorality in their life or they're mistreating their spouse at home, uh, or uh, they're doing things that are illegal. They're embezzling funds and and you have to fire them or maybe even no, notify the police and they're sent to jail and 
you you look at that and say, now why would a person with all this talent and intelligence and charisma, all these possibilities, why would they just sink a hole in their own boat and sink their boat just needlessly? Like they had a great marriage, they had a great family. Why would they just destroy all of that? Why would they destroy a reputation that they've taken 10, 20 years to build and it, it makes no sense. You look at that and say, and you know, how would they not think that they were not going to get caught? Yeah. I think of like serial adulterers and you, re- you think, uh, you cannot be that careless and that immoral and it not eventually be discovered. You, you know that it's going to be discovered and when it is, you know, you're going to lose your job and you know, you're going to lose your family. And why would you do that? You know, you have so much good in your life yeah. and it makes no sense at all. And, and any, anyone who's ever had to deal with that as I have, where I've had to fire some of my best staff people, uh, just simply because they did something so foolish, something so immoral that I had no choice. And, and sometimes they were some of my top performers. Mm. And, and you think, why would you do that? And you can only explain it by the fact that there is an evil, uh, force that is at work in this world to deceive people and to destroy people. There is a, a British, uh, uh, journalist by the name of Malcolm Muggeridge uh, that uh, years ago worked for, I think, for BBC, and he traveled the world. He was an atheist, or at least an agnostic. He wasn't a Christian. and um, but, at, but at one point, he basically, he saw so much evil that he could not account for. He could not just say that was just a bad decision or that that was just, you know, a mistake. He saw just unmitigated, pure evil that would lead people to genocide to lead people to, yeah. to cause all kinds of harm and he and he realized that's not human that there's some force that is driving human beings to do awful things that they would not on their own ever think to do and so he he basically came to realize there must be a devil of some sort cause that was a, a motivating force for evil and only after he discovered that there had to be a devil that he began, he did. He begin to notice it's also good. There's there's martyrs. There's people who lay their life down for others, and he began to realize well, there's also good here, and that led him ultimately to a belief in God. But interestingly, kind of ironically, it was not until he came to a real firm uh, recognition of evil that yeah. he then realized then there has to be a God. <laughs> kind of a funny way to yeah, find that's... God, but um, and so that so we want to talk about evil, and we don't want leaders to be caught off guard because. Evil is different than just solving a problem. Uh, yeah. And, you know, if it's just solving a problem, th- those can be fairly rational. Uh, a plus, you know, B equals C. There's certain formulas you can follow uh, if, if people are just doing the rational, normal thing. But evil is irrational. Hmm. E- evil is destructive. Evil tries to take down as many people as possible. And if you if you're not aware of that, uh, you're going to be bewildered as a leader when things start going wrong in people and all of your normal efforts to solve the problem don't work. Right. So we know the Bible says a few things yeah. uh, about evil, mm-hmm. about this topic. Um, could you maybe point our listeners to uh, a few of those verses to help us uh, better understand and, and tackle this issue? 
Yeah, and this uh, podcast will be a little bit different because I, I, I just think in light of uh, what's happening right now and what leaders face, we, the, you need. I would encourage you at some point as a listener just to take some time to look at these verses, uh, meditate upon them, and, and apply them to your setting. Let me give you about four passages that I think are very important to this. The, the first one, First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm. Um, we, th- that's kind of a well-known passage, but I think one that you just have to keep coming back to. Yeah, uh, It says, the devil is like a roaring lion. By the way, that term, roaring lion, lions don't roar all the time. When lions are on the hunt, they don't roar when they're on the hunt. Uh, when they're sneaking up on you, they're not roaring all the way, or else you'd yeah. be running the other direction. They don't roar until they're ready to pounce. Uh, yeah. that, that's actually, the, the reason they roar is because they want to terrify you. You're, you're sitting there at a water hole thinking all is fine. Suddenly there's, there's this terrifying roar of a lion that, that, that terrifies you, and the next moment the lion is hurtling through the air right on top of you. And you're dead. If you hear the lion roar, it's, it's too, too late, late, you know? And yeah. so it says when he's, the, this, the devil is seeking those he can destroy, uh, he can devour. He's not just looking to give you a bad day. He, uh, and I think that especially yeah. for Christian leaders, you need to understand that the devil is real and he hates you. He hates you. He's not a rational person that just live and let live. He doesn't, it's not like you just leave him alone, he'll leave you alone. No, he wants to destroy you. And he wants to destroy your family, your marriage, your kids, Hmm. your reputation. He wants to destroy any witness you might have for good, for Christ. Uh, And uh, just understand that there is someone in this world who absolutely hates you and wants to destroy you. And that's just a reality. And so it says, uh, be sober. Be vigilant. In other words, don't be caught by surprise. Don't, yeah. don't kind of be careless and all of a sudden hear that lion roar and realize, oh no, it's too late. I've left myself vulnerable. Now I'm going to be attacked all out. And so that's one great verse. Another a key verse, of course, is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 12. And uh, Paul says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And I, but I tell you what, you need to underline that phrase. Yeah. Be strong in the Lord. Just be so full of the Lord that you have all of his strength and, and in the power of his might. And by the way, I hear some, some people talk like, uh, I'm just going to just, you know, kick uh, the devil's rear end all the way around the block and back, you know, and let just, let's just go beat up the devil. Well, that's that can be a dangerous uh, misunderstanding. Yeah. That's like taking on a roaring lion in your own strength. Uh, you're not going to beat the devil in your strength. You'll only beat him in God's strength. And yeah. so it says, be strong in the Lord, not in yourself, but in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. And that word whole, of course, is very important. Don't put on some of the armor uh, because the devil has been at this a long time. He takes one look at you and he sees where you're missing armor. He, he sees the weak link. You only have to have one weak spot. Yeah. Otherwise, you could have 95% of your body and, and life 
and your leadership covered in armor. But if you got 5% that's vulnerable, that's all it takes to take you down. So put on the whole armor of God uh, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And uh, hmm. again, the wiles, it's not, you know, you think you're talking, you talk about an all out missile attack, uh, a full, you know, cannonade barrage. Head on. Uh, you know, a, 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 yeah, like an all out charge. Uh, uh, straight at you, but it says you got to stand against the wiles. Yeah, he and, doesn't always storm the beachfronts. Yeah, and uh, it's it's his cunning, mm -hmm. his de deception, uh, his lies that you have to stand firm against, as we'll see in a, another verse in a moment. But uh, for it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And uh, one thing my dad taught me early on as I was a pastor, he said, uh, never forget who the enemy is. Hmm. And he said, the people are never the enemy. The people are never the enemy. Now, there would be some people who look like the enemy. They're criticizing me. They're opposing me. They're threatening me. They look like enemies to me. But yeah. he would say, no, they're tools of the enemy. They have believed lies of the enemy. Uh, they're hurting and have been wounded by the enemy themselves, and now they're striking out. But uh, they're not the ultimate enemy. If, if you don't even know who your enemy really is, you're going to keep uh, shooting at the wrong thing. Yeah. You're going to defend yourself against the wrong people. And so uh, Paul just says, put on all the armor because the devil is going to uh, be having all kinds of wiles uh, to, to take you down and, uh, and, and, and be prepared uh, because uh, you could be attacked at any moment and, and just know who the enemy is and whose strength it'll be that uh, defeats the enemy. And then just two other verses just to put out on the table. One is uh, James chapter 4, verse 7. And there James says, um, and so we've kind of covered Peter and Paul. We're going to get to James. Uh, he says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I've always said the best means of spiritual warfare is obedience to God. Hmm. We often think about how do I attack Satan? I'd say don't, don't focus on Satan. Uh, I know a lot of Christians who do that. They talk, they literally talk more about the devil than they talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, every morning it's about how we're going to take on the devil, how we're going to defend ourselves against his assaults. But I found that the, the best way to, to engage in spiritual warfare is just do, just obey everything God tells you to do. And so, uh, James begins by saying, therefore submit to God, just do yeah. his will. Just trust, let him figure out how to do the fight, how the, how the battle will be waged. And then it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And of course, that's because the devil is a liar. Uh, he's, he's way more talk than he is bite. He's, uh, you know, he, he's going to try to deceive you. Um, and he's cunning and he's a great, he's the father of lies. So, uh, but when you stand firm, uh, then he will flee from you. And, and I, we talked about this the other day, but, um, you know, I've seen this sometimes, and of course, every case is unique, but sometimes I hear people that are being threatened. Uh, maybe it's a pastor in a church, and a couple of deacons have come and said, there's a bunch of people all think you should leave, and uh, they're, a lot, they're, they're really upset, and it just will go easier on you if you, just, you, know, if you don't want trouble, just, just resign and, and, and go away. And so many times, that's what we do. 
uh, we just, we, we, it sounds awful. We second guess ourselves. Maybe I haven't been leading like I should. Maybe things aren't as good as I thought they were. Maybe I should just go away. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes those are just the wiles of the devil. Those are just lies. Uh, and if you believe the lie, then he'll get you to go away. He'll defeat you. Uh, but if you resist the devil, if you stand firm, if you say, I'm not going anywhere, uh, this is where God, I, I always wonder when people, especially pastors who leave a church, uh, when things get difficult, one of the questions I always ask them is, well, did God lead you to be at this church? And they say, yeah, this was God's will to come here. I, I, I now ask, well, did God know that there was going to be trouble when he led you here? <laughs> Why is it that now that there's yeah. trouble, you think it's God's will to leave? Uh, I think you believed a lie. Maybe God was wanting you to be here so that you could finally uh, rid this place of some carnal, ungodly, wicked people. But to do that, you've got to stand firm and resist what the devil brings at you, the lies he brings to you. If you, uh, if you believe his lies, then he's got you, and you'll probably leave and be defeated, and he'll st- keep control. Uh, which is really the last verse I've already referred to it, but uh, John 8 Verse 44, it says, you, uh, he's talking to the uh, Pharisees, Jesus is, and he says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. He's the father of lies. And that is his number one tool. And yeah. uh, if you've ever led anything for very long, you probably have had to deal with lies, uh, rumors, gossip, people misrepresenting you and your motives. And I know Richard said this, but he really just wants control. He really just wants his way. Yeah. He just wants to bring relatives in. He just wants to get more money. He, you know, he just wants this. He wants that. And when you, in good conscience, are trying to do all you can to lead your organization and then people lie about you, uh, I'll tell you what drives you crazy. And you just think, where is this lie coming from? I've, I've been here now 10 years, and I've done all kinds of stuff to make this place better. It, after 10 years, they still are lying about my motives and my and, and wh- where I'm taking this place. And, and, you, and you'll shake your head and say, where did these lies come from? Uh, I've, I've been straightforward all this time. I've always told the truth. Why, why are there still lies? Well, it's because Satan is the father of lies. And anytime you start seeing lies and untruths spreading in an organization that you lead, um, whether it's your family, I know people that their kids go off the tracks and all of a sudden one of their kids is just alienated from them. And, and, and whenever I see a person that's just really upset, uh, if I see someone that all of a sudden is alienated from me, um, my, one of my first thoughts is, um, what lies have they believed? This person has obviously believed a lie because it, what they're, you know, sometimes I've had people get upset with me, and and I know full well that I've not done anything, yeah, uh, to justify that. I've not done anything to harm them. I've not said anything unkind. I've not treated them unfairly. And yet they're, they're angry with me. And my first question is, what lie have they believed? They believed yeah. a lie. Uh, because they can't just go on. And, and, and sometimes you'll sit down with those people and say, well, what did I say that has made you so upset? Well, it, oftentimes, well, I don't want to 
talk about that or I don't want to yeah. get into it you know I, or I, they don't want to meet with you at all and it's yeah. like well well why wouldn't you I mean don't we just want to get to the bottom of this don't we want to get to the truth of the matter and the fact is that when a lie gets a stri- uh, gets a stronghold a foothold into a person into an organization uh, it can be very difficult to weed out that lie Hmm. Uh, because Satan is the father of lies. It's the number one way he gets his work done. And so if you suddenly find yourself in a conflict with someone or someone is storming in your office door upset and you, for the life of you, can't imagine why, uh, it may well be that the father of lies has gotten into someone's head, convinced them of something that wasn't true, and now uh, you've got a very difficult challenge to share the kind of truth that could set someone free. So those are four uh, great verses. You got Peter, you got Paul, you got James, you got John, all of them talking about uh, the pervasive nature of evil that uh, if you have not had to deal with it yet as a leader, whether it's in your family, uh, in in your organization, in your church, you will face that. So better to be prepared than to be caught by surprise and have that lion roaring just as it's leaping on you. Well, these are uh, great verses to meditate on. So let's, we'll take a quick break here and then we'll wrap up. Twice a year, Black Bee Ministries hosts a spiritual leadership coaching workshop in the Atlanta area. The focus of this workshop is learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The next workshop is November 4th through 6th and registration is open now. The early bird rate is available until October 1st and space is limited. To find out more and to register, visit blackabeecoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. Well, Richard... Uh, we've seen what the Bible has to say, at least some of what the Bible has to say yeah. about evil, the problem of evil, how to handle that. And uh, so I guess just in, in closing, um, how with these verses and with what you know, what would you tell a leader uh, in helping them discern between just an everyday problem or issue and then knowing that, okay, no, this is much, much more than just, you know, the copier broke down, you yeah. know, and we've got to fix it. Like, how yeah. would you help them discern well, that? Well, there's the evil as a whole other level to it. Uh, evil doesn't want a solution. You know, problems are just in, in inviting you to come up with a solution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is broken down. We're, we've had a budget shortfall. Uh, you know, we've got a staff person that's underperforming. Okay, well, how do we... There are solutions to things like that. Yeah. And and oftentimes, well-meaning, rational people, when you sit down and you present a solution, well, okay, good, you know, that'll work. Yeah, that, that solves the problem. Let's, let's move on. Uh, great. But then you have things where it's underlying. You, you, yeah. Sometimes it's... You, you can sense hostility, you can sense distrust, but you can't get to the root of it. And yeah. you, you may sit down and say, hey, is, is there something wrong no no everything's fine but but you know it's not or you see an irrational anger and and i've had those times where i've maybe talked for an hour two hours trying to cover all the waterfront being willing to do whatever it takes to make sure everything okay are we fine now is everything and yet you think you know what i no, because there seems to be something involved here that does not want to be fine. 
does not want to be reconciled. Yeah. Uh, does not want you to solve this problem. It, yeah. there, there's something below the surface that's a lot more destructive and evil than just having a good talk and working things out. And mm. when that kind of stuff happens, that tells me, you know, this, is, this isn't just a normal problem. There's evil at work here, trying to destroy this person, destroy our, our organization, destroy my relationship with this person. Uh, and so I need to treat it as evil. And not just sort of blithely kind of think, oh yeah, well I solve problems all the time. We'll just we'll just have a good face to face here. Well, I'll take this person for a lunch meeting, and we'll we'll be friends again. No, sometimes there's more to it than that. And you it, what you need to recognize is this a normal problem, or is there a pervasive uh, resistance mm -hmm. uh, to solutions? Is there an anger here that's irrational? It's not based on truth, on on facts. Uh, is there a, a hostility? Is there a destructiveness here that is is like a kamikaze pilot that is just determined either to destroy my staff person or destroy the organization? But mm -hmm. nothing less than that will do. Um, then, uh, then I then I'm alerted. Okay, we've got a more serious issue here, an issue of evil that is going to need to be rooted out. Yeah, and and I think. Uh, it, it seems like a lot of times it's it's just far more nebulous the the root cause. Yeah, it, it, it which just, drives the leader crazy, right? Because right. you just can't. You try to put your finger on it just to solve it, and you can't. Yeah, you can't do that. So I guess one last question would be: uh, How can leaders, you know, protect themselves so they're not victimized by evil as they seek to lead their organization? Yeah, and a couple of just just practical things to say. One would be just remember, spiritual warfare is real, uh, as uh, as James, uh, Peter said. James, uh, the 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 devil comes around like a roaring lion, just prowling about looking for someone to destroy. Yeah, be be know that that's true, so that you're not caught by surprise. Um, and uh, and secondly, watch for red flags. Take red flags seriously. When someone starts to act, you know they they've always come into a meeting with you with a smile on their face. Uh, they've always been pleasant, always open. Um, but, but there seems to be something has entered into their spirit that wasn't there before. There's a resistance I haven't seen before. Hmm. There's, uh, they're not smiling. Uh, they seem like they've got uh, anger just under the surface. Uh, there, there's something has crept into their life, their heart, their mind. There, there may be a, a lie that they believe that is just churning them up inside. And so I've, it, when I was a younger leader, I, I used to blow stuff like that off and just say, well, hey, they've got to be responsible for their own attitude or, yeah. uh, hey, I've done nothing wrong, I'm, and so I'm not going to waste a lot of time worrying about that. But, uh, boy, you have a few of those things blow up in your face and you start to realize, no, I, the, the thing about evil is it just... It just keeps. It is truly like a cancer. That it just keeps spreading yeah. if left unchecked. And so I, I just find with problems in general, but certainly with evil, is the sooner you get on it, the better. Yeah. And and thoroughly and uh, radically uh, rooted out. Uh, you can't compromise with evil. Mm -hmm. You can't work out a truce with evil. Uh, there's all. There's just a one winner take all with evil. You're either going to root out the evil. Or it's going to just persistently keep nagging away at you until it finally drives you off. But uh, so watch those. But but I wrote a blog recently on my blog uh, site. If, if uh, the listeners aren't aware of that, I've got a blog site just at uh, richardblackaby.com where I write on family and leadership and other things. And uh, wrote a blog recently, and I think we and we had a podcast on just 
don't blame uh, your your poor leadership on on spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I would do your homework, and uh, just because you've got problems doesn't mean it's the devil. Yeah, it might mean that you're leading poorly, um, and and if you just rose up and led and dealt with problems and dealt with issues, you wouldn't have all so many issues multiplying in your ministry so or your your leadership. So I'd, I'd always would, uh, I would take an inventory and say, now, is this, is are these problems a result of evil that has crept in and it's just, it's a, a different level? Or are these just a multiplying problems that come because I've neglected my job? I've, I've not addressed issues. I, there were all kinds of red flags out there that I should have gotten on, but I haven't. I, emails I haven't answered, upset people I haven't met with. And now I've got, why just a mess? Well, make sure you, you don't assume that every problem is the devil. Right. The problem might be your poor leadership. You need to step it up. Uh, so find out what that is. And then just one or two other ones I would say is um, surround yourself with truth. And I really can't emphasize that enough. Uh, surround yourself and your leadership with truth. Uh, John eight thirty two. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. The truth is power. The truth is the antidote to lies. And if you're a leader, and I've I've seen so many leaders who have dealt with this, where there's smear campaigns, there's gossip campaigns, and people are lying. Of course, that's that's modern politics today. Yeah, uh, modern politics is not build a case for yourself. It is tear the other person down. If you can just discredit them, lie about their character, uh, tear them down, smear them, just throw all kinds of lies at them in public and hope a few of them just kind of stick in the public's eyes. Uh, and so that's, that's modern politics today. And so, um, what I found is, uh, you need to surround yourself with truth. And so what I mean by that one is, uh, that's why you need to be a good communicator. Because if you're, I, I know leaders who don't communicate well down the ranks of what they're doing. So if you're not communicating, guess what happens? Everybody's speculating. Yeah. And people are, are filling in the blanks. And they're saying, well, the reason that Sam's not saying anything is because he's getting ready to sell the company. Or he's getting ready to do some layoffs. Or he's getting ready to change this whole uh, division out and all these uh, rumors are are flying and people are getting upset and and uh, agitated and and you look at all this stuff going on and you say well why is there so much gossip why are there so many lies going about why are people upset well because you haven't been telling enough of the truth yeah the truth dispels lies so if you're regularly telling people the truth, you're regularly telling them what is going on, what you are thinking, what you are intending, well, it's a lot harder for lies to get a foothold. Now, they can still lie about what you're saying. They can still try to challenge it, but it's, it's much harder to, to, for lies to take the truth head on. Uh, and so I, I just find lots of communication, lots of telling the truth. And, uh, and there are times where you may just have to Sometimes I've I've found that someone will will speak a lie, and you know you, you don't want to necessarily have to run around after every critic and every time someone says something to call a staff meeting and renounce that. Yeah. But there are times where I think you do have to just take on a lie head on and say some of you may have heard this. Let me just I just well, I would hate for any of you to be misled. Let let me just very clearly tell you that is not true. 
this is what the truth is. Here's the facts. Here's what has happened. Uh, and let me just, and if you, and whoever is telling you these things, they're lying to you. And by the way, I'd like to know who is telling you those things. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to get on a hunt for untruth and just say, you know what, we just, we're, our organization, our family, our church, we uh, operate on truth, not lies. And so when I find someone spreading lies, we will confront that because that's just not acceptable. You're, you're welcome to share an opinion, but when you start spreading untruth, um, then we'll have to deal with that. And so truth is your greatest weapon against the father of lies. Yeah. So just keep sharing truth and surround yourself with people that... Uh, I tell you what, when you deal with evil, you need people praying for you. You need yeah. spiritual coverage. You need spiritual protection. You need God to be your shield. And so get people around you and say, hey, you know what? I, I'm i dealing with beyond just a normal leadership problem right now. I'm dealing with evil. And I need, the only way to deal with evil is to have lots of people praying and having spiritual protection and guidance. I need counsel so that I, I, I can't afford a weak spot, a blind spot right now. So yeah. if you see something in my own attitude that's not right, then I need the, I need the protection. So sadly, that is the world in which we live. A world in which evil is alive and well and prowling about, you can't be caught by surprise by it. You, you have to pretty well expect that if you're doing anything well, that 